Hi, and welcome. You are listening to the Happiness Hacks podcast, and I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and in this podcast, I share my stories, lessons, and hacks I've learned, and I continue to learn on my quest to live happier. The show notes and the complete transcript can be found at live-happier.com backslash podcast. This is episode 92. Your monger isn't a bitch, a mean girl, or a gremlin. Why hating on your monger won't help. Hey everyone, I'm excited to be back and this week I am very excited about the topic we're going to be discussing and it is about the name and why I chose the name Your Monger when it comes to talking about that voice in our head that that is constantly spreading propaganda and telling us how much we're failing and how we can't be doing things and etc etc etc. So one of the top questions I get is why monger? Why did you pick the word monger? And followed up by, well, isn't it just the gremlin or the mean girl or the bitch? Or There's a lot of other names for the monger voice. But I love the name the monger, obviously, because I picked it. <laughs> Let's hope I love the name or that would be silly for me to pick it. I love the name monger because the definition of a monger in the dictionary is someone who is spreading propaganda. And that's what I truly believe the monger is doing. The monger is spreading propaganda in an effort to keep us safe. So she follows three rules. Don't stand out, don't make a mistake, and don't be too vulnerable. And so her intent is to keep us safe. It is her delivery that could use a little help. And so the monger tends to use shame in how she delivers stuff to us. Shame and guilt, negativity, all that yucky stuff. And so frequently when you hear about combating this voice and and thinking about this voice, you'll hear the words, oh, that's my inner mean girl, or that's my inner bitch, or, you know, especially you often hear the term, that's my gremlin. And I always struggled with those names before I wrote the book, and when I was just kind of figuring stuff out and how I felt about the concept of inner critic, I always struggled with those names, because to me, they were so cruel. And it was almost like we were using shame to combat shame. And that just never works. You can never use shame to combat shame. And I would say that's why the work I do around the monger is a little different, because it is about loving your monger, loving yourself through the monger. And so I think that's a confusing concept for people, because here's this voice in our head that is belittling, shaming, guilting us. And our reaction to it is then to want to shame and belittle and go after it in a negative way. There's that bitch again, there's my inner mean girl, you know, I'll I'll even call it the demon. And when we are talking about ourselves in that way, it doesn't help us. It doesn't help us feel positive about ourselves. So I have a, a silly example, but I think it illustrates this concept well. And we are dog sitting at our home and we have two cats and a dog. And our dog is very gentle. She's very calm. (laughs) She barely moves at all. And our friends have brought over and we exchange dog sitting services. So it works out really well. And we absolutely love our friends and we love their dog and everything works out well. But their dog has a lot of energy and is is a German shepherd and lots of energy. And so our cats don't really get along well with the dog, as you can imagine. (laughs) So last night, our cat came downstairs and was 
trying to be brave and there was a lot of hissing and arm throwing, etc, etc, trying to stand his ground, the cat was. And I started cheering for the cat and I was like, go Gus, go Gus, get that mean dog, get that mean dog. And I noticed the more I started cheering for Gus and demonizing the dog, the more angry I was getting at the dog. And I, do, I love the dog. I don't want to be angry at the dog. The dog is a wonderful animal. You know, I mean, I consider this dog to be my dog in so many ways. But my cats will always trump my dogs, no doubt about it. And as I noticed this, I was like, oh my gosh, that's what happens with the monger. When we are demonizing the monger and calling it a gremlin, calling it this mean girl, calling it a bitch, we are we're turning on ourselves in a really bad way. And it ends up leaving a sour taste in our mouths about ourselves because that voice is an internal voice. So it's only when we can bring in the biggest fan and bring in that voice that is like, okay, I don't need this commentary right now about how terrible I am and how much I suck. What I need to do is put one step in front of the other and figure out how to solve this problem. Or I don't need this commentary right now about how I messed up yet another project at work. What I need to do is figure out how I can make it better. So back to the dog analogy, if you think about yourself as the whole being, you are, you are the house. And in the house, there is Gus, and Gus is the biggest fan, and Gus is trying to make his way downstairs and engage in the rest of the house. And then you have the monger, and the monger would be our friend's dog, and that voice is also a part of the house. Like the, both of those voices are valued in the house. Both of those voices are part of the house because the house as a whole is valued. So when you are thinking of yourself, you are valued you are important. And so the voices in your head are also important. They're also a part of you. And when you start demonizing one of those voices, you are in essence turning on yourself. So similar to how when I started cheering for Gus, and also at the same time demonizing the dog, I ended up creating some negativity towards the dog and which was unnecessary and that's what we do with ourselves in an effort to pump ourselves up we demonize a part of ourselves to get rid of that inner voice and I think it starts with how what we call that voice so just naming that voice the mean girl or naming that voice a bitch we are then turning on ourselves on some level. So that for me was a missing piece of all of this work before I came up with the monger concept when I would talk about the inner critic and I would use mean girl or bitch. It always felt yucky to me because here I'm talking about myself using such negative terms and I don't wanna be talking about myself in such negative terms. And so I want to start noticing when the monger is talking, okay, that's a voice whose intention is to keep me safe. Her intention is that I don't stand out, that I don't make a mistake, and that I'm not too vulnerable. Those are lovely intentions, unless you want to do anything in the world, unless you want to take risks, unless you want to live a full life. And if you want to live a full life, you're going to have to break some of those rules. You're going to make mistakes, you're going to be vulnerable, and you're going to stand out. And when those things happen, the monger is going to get riled up. That doesn't mean she's a bitch. That doesn't mean that she's nasty. That means that she's getting riled up because her intentions are messed up. 
So it's our job to lovingly stand up to her and say, I got this. You don't need to be all hopped up today. We can handle this. And that doesn't mean that she's bad or she's a bitch or she's a gremlin. That just means it's a voice we don't want to listen to. It's a voice that's spreading propaganda that we don't really have the time for right now. So you're not fighting with the monger. You are choosing not to listen to it. You're making a choice not to listen to it. It's active. It's not even that you're ignoring the manga or pretending it doesn't exist. Nope, you're acknowledging it's there. And then you're saying, you know what, what I'm really feeling is scared right now. And so all of this propaganda you're trying to spread about how I'm a terrible person doesn't really fit into what I'm feeling. And so I need to move past this. I need to move beyond this. I need to stop listening to this propaganda so that I can move forward with my life. And that is why even in the illustrations that I have, and I'll put them in the uh, show notes, the illustrations I have, in case you haven't picked up the book yet, <laughs> the illustrations of the different characters, of the monger, of the BFF, of the biggest fan, they are cartoonish, but they aren't, you know, the monger isn't mean or bitchy or gremlin-like. You know, I always say when they designed the characters, they asked me who was the monger. If I were to identify a television character, who would I say was the monger? And the television character I came up with was Karen from Will and Grace. And Karen, yeah, okay, I'll give you. Karen can be a little bitchy. But mostly Karen is annoying. You know, Karen can be funny. Karen can be biting. Karen can be a lot of things. But when she has her people, she loves her people and she fiercely defends her people and she's there for her people. And that is what the monger is as well. The monger is, you know, well-intentioned, but her delivery can be a little mean sometimes. Her delivery can be harsh, but we still need to be kind and appreciate the monger. We just need to choose not to listen to it. So this is a subtle, subtle shift, but in my mind, it is a huge shift in the road to helping us have more kindness for ourselves, that if we are practicing self-kindness, and then all of a sudden we're turning on ourselves when we hear the monger voice, and we're calling it a bitch, or we're calling it a gremlin, or we're calling it nasty, that doesn't make sense to me. You know, that doesn't fit. We need to love all of the voices that are in our heads. <laughs> that makes us sound a little crazy. But we need to love all of us, all of us, even the part of us that is scared and the part of us that is doubtful and the part of us that is insecure. And that part may come up through the voice of the monger and it may be nasty, it may be mean, it may be shame-filled, but that's still a voice that's coming from within us. So we need to be loving of that voice and acknowledging that voice and kind to that voice. We don't need to be cutting off a piece of ourselves. And in essence, that was what I was doing last night when I was cheering so much for Gus and then I was being belittling about Nixon and I was yelling at Nixon in a negative way. That just made the whole situation worse because that made me not like Nixon as much in that moment. And I realized I sensed that was coming up. And so I was able to cheer for Gus and Nixon at the same time. I want Gus to win that battle because Gus needs to, to show his dominance, just like I want the biggest fan to win the battle in my, in my head. 
But I also know that me demonizing the the monger isn't going to make the biggest fan win any faster or any better. Actually, it'll probably make that process slower because the only way the biggest fan works, the only way that concept works is when we acknowledge all of us and when we're kind and loving about the whole picture, which is monger, BFF, biggest fan, all of those characters come out to play. And we need to be kind about all of those characters. You know, we don't call the BFF a bitch, and she can be bitchy too. You know, she can be snippy and judgmental and you deserve and and cutting people down and gossipy. But we're not referring to that person as a bitch. And we shouldn't be. But it's a societal thing that that negativity that we feel inside, the shame that that our monger keeps telling us, we are told to shame it back. The only way to get rid of the monger voice and the shame that it gives us is for us to shame it. And that does not work. We cannot shame ourselves out of the monger. The monger will not be quiet just because we're belittling her or shaming her. The monger gets louder. The only thing that combats the monger is when we are honest with ourselves and loyal to ourselves and we acknowledge what's really going on and we practice ask. We acknowledge our feelings, we slow down and get into our bodies, and then we kindly pull back to see the big picture. And those things bring forth the biggest fan. Not shaming, not belittling, not yelling at the monger and reasoning ourselves out of it. That stuff doesn't work. So if you had the question of why do I call it the monger, I hope that answers that question. But more so, I hope this helps you think about this concept in a different way, rather than just the stereotypical inner bitch, inner gremlin type work. This is a little bigger. And I think this is a different way of looking at it that has been dramatically helpful for me and my clients to be able to see that all of them needs deserves kindness, all of them deserve some love. So that is the answer to that question. And I hope that's helpful to you guys. I want to throw in a quick reminder that if you are enjoying the Happiness Hacks podcast, I hope you will head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this and just throw up a review and share with people what you're gaining out of the Happiness Hacks. It helps me spread the word about the podcast. It helps the podcast reach more people. And that is the goal here. So if you're enjoying this, please go to those places and write write some reviews. I will have the how to and how to do that on the show notes page. I also want to do take some time to throw out if you live in the central Ohio area or close to the central Ohio area, I will be talking about this subject and more all things monger BFF biggest fan at the live happier day retreat that's taking place on September 15th. And so if this topic interests you and you would like to learn more about anxiety and decreasing that that inner um, voice in your head that's critical and spreading propaganda, please um, check out the live-happier.com backslash day retreats uh, on the website. And I would love to see you there. Thanks so much for listening. That's the show. The Happiness Hacks podcast comes out every week. If you have questions, please email me at nancyjane at live-happier.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at nancyjane underscore livehappier. And until next time, here's to living happier. Happier.